even as a as a 38 year old adult who I've I've counseled teenagers and trying to impart wisdom to my own kids or whatever, I have to remind myself of the same thing. My value is not here. That's not what's going to make me worthy. What I love that success. What I love to get my house done and have people be amazed for it. Sure. Does that feel good? Sure. Is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily. But but if I'm placing my worth and value in it, then, then it's, it's off kilter and it's, and I'm going to wind up unsatisfied no matter how well I do. Welcome to the intertwined life podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, because He's got you. Hey friends, welcome to part two of my awesome, fun interview with John Michael and Mary Beth Hinton. If you didn't catch part one, please go back and catch that. It came out two weeks ago. We were talking about John Michael's new book, Imaginate. And if you're not familiar with John Michael Hinton, he is an incredible up-close master of illusion and magic. It is so cool. He is such a neat magician. He has been on Penn & Teller Fool Us. He has been around the world. He's been to audiences, big and small, always boggling the mind, but also drawing hearts closer to Christ as he shares supernatural feats to make people really and truly go after the true supernatural. So please go back, listen to that episode. It is so fun. But in this episode, this is part two that we talked for two hours and it was awesome. But in this section is when we talked a little bit more with Mary Beth specifically, his beautiful wife, and we talked about work-life balance or passion and family balance or lack thereof or the myth that it is, whatever you will. And we talked about really tapping into our own creative process, finding freedom and being the creative being that we were created to be by our creator. So there you go. I hope you'll enjoy this. I know that you will. And please stay tuned to the end because at the end of this episode, I tell you how you could win your own free copy of John Michael's new book, Imaginate. Meredith, I did have a question for you. Um, yeah. So from a mom's perspective, mm-hmm. and so what I want to hear is you know, how, because this is the eternal question for moms in general, I think is just balancing. And I know for people, I know that I think you and I are similar in the sense that we really are know that we're called to be a wife and a mom and to train and love and support and be the cheerleader. But at the same time, we have this drive and this ambition and this passion and this calling in us for something else. So, and I call it or your desire to collab with God instead of calling it. Call well, yeah. right? But how do you balance that drive and that calling and, and they're called to be the best mom and wife you can and doing the day-to-day task, but not losing your creativity and your ability to imaginate and, you know, losing yourself in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'll be honest. I, when I saw that question, I thought, I don't know if I have a good answer for you. Um, but I think that's the reality, right? Is that it's sort of a guessing game and it ebbs and flows. Um, I have seasons that go up and down and I'm, I, I will say this, I have never 
I'm not like some women where I'm really driven to have a career or something like that. Um, I, I'm comfortable being at home and my favorite things are when I'm fostering my kids. Um, and that's, and I know that that's okay. And we, we live in a world where sometimes we, we feel like that's not enough or especially when you watch people on social media or whatever, like I'm supposed to be doing all of the, all of the things. I'm supposed to be getting all of the views, all the likes, all the, mm. like, look at me, look at what I did. Look at this pretty picture. Look at this pretty video. Da, da, da. And, and I'm, I'm going to say that. And then if you like look at my Instagram feed, you're going to be like, what is she talking about? She's not being consistent because I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit maybe bipolar that way. <laughs> but um, I think some of it is just always reminding yourself who you are in Christ, who, how he sees you, yeah. um, that I am very good, that what he created is very good, um, regardless of what I do or how I perform or fill in the blank. And that in, in that very good thing he created in me, I'm, you know, stay focused on the things that matter. I do want to, I do want to comment on, and I know I said all the things I do. I, I want to clarify that that's not, I'm not a person who does a lot of things in one sense. I don't have my hands in like five, five jobs or something like that. Um, it's, I think it's that I've always been sort of this creative person who's always looking for something to be creative doing and busy doing. And I'm inspired by a lot of the things that I see, whether it's stuff online or I watch a whole lot of HGTV because yeah. that kind of stuff speaks to me and I love creative things. So um, I'm, always, I'm always dabbling in something. When my older kids were little, I was doing photography. When, um, when we first moved back from France and we didn't really have a home and we were living with John's parents. And so I didn't, um, I didn't have a big creative outlet. That's when I started doing hand lettering. And that's why there's all the artwork in John's book. We've got this chalk picture I back here that, that I drew. Um, you know, so that's kind of, and now I'm in a phase, I've always loved interior design and I'm really trying to like put myself into that in this home that we've been in for two years. And um, so I say all the things that I do because I'm always, not that I have a, I think sometimes I'd like to think I, I could have a career in one of these things, but I'm just always trying to pick up something creative because that's, I've got creative energy trying to spew out everywhere. And so I'm trying yeah. to send it somewhere, you know, yeah. that makes sense. That's very, no. um, not an elegant answer, but it makes perfect sense. Honestly, yeah. I think like, I think I'm being set free a little bit here because, because <laughs> I'm, my struggle is I'm a type A creative. Okay. So that sounds counterintuitive and it's taking me, like, I literally sit with my counselor and was talking about this last week because trying to figure out how I can accept the fact that I am very creative, but the type A person in me gets very frustrated when I'm doing this one minute, writing a book this day, making this one day, doing rehabbing furniture that day, and then doing this. Cause I feel like the type A part of me is like, you loser, you never finish anything. You're such a flake. Right. But then I have to stop and go. Completely. I was created as a creative, you know, and, and maybe it's not wrong the way I operate. Maybe it's my creative process and maybe it's not wrong just because maybe the world thinks it's wrong or this book says that's not the way to be the most productive yes. my type a personality feels like that's wrong. And so yeah. I'm at war within myself a lot. Um, Does that speak to too. you? Okay. Uh, um, war within yourself. A hundred percent. I, um, we haven't talked about it very much in this interview, but John and I both have 
I refer to myself as having ADD, but they don't, they only say ADHD now. So we, we both have ADHD. Like prescribed, like this isn't just like, we oh, I di- have ADHD. We both diagnosed, I was diagnosed when we I both was take meds. 10 years we, old. Yes, we, it's bad. Sounds um, like a fun house. <laughs> and our daughter has it too. And it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So I always find, I've got that war within myself where I'm constantly being pulled and distracted in a million different directions. I am awful at making decisions anyone who's close to me knows it like I have a horrible time ordering food at a restaurant even if we've been there five five hundred times because I just I'm always wanting to make the best decision Um, and so I'm held up (laughs) by all of the all of the things that um I can't decide on and so I've got eight million projects that are unfinished you know and I'm I'm the at war with myself is very much something I relate to because I feel like if I weren't this way, then I'd probably be able to do all these things, but I am. And so I have to live with that. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. So well, the other day um, I was talking to Mary Beth's mom and she was like, what do you think, like what project right now is in the priority? I said, all of them, <laughs> Who knows? the backyard, the, the bedroom, the bathroom, the closet, the uh, hallway and that's I think what struggle she's trying to finish all of them really my problem but she's also trying to finish all of them in a reality show time frame yeah. in a reality show they finish the room in a week yeah. the whole house and in a that's week. not reality well also in reality here here's something random uh I I have a friend who was on the biggest loser oh and really? Um, remember that show? Remember that I watched show? every every single. Oh, we, we watched that. So time. here's something they don't tell you. So he was part one season. They sent half of them home to prove you could do it at home. Uh huh. And so he said he was tracking, you know, with the previous shows and being like, "Man, I'm supposed to be losing at least this much a week." Uh, and he was getting really down on himself. Yeah. But then they in the show they brought him back to the ranch, and he realized he was actually further along than all the people were on the ranch. Because what they don't show you is that one week actually could be two to three weeks for weigh-ins. They might do three weeks. They call it a week. Mm. But on the show, they, oh, it's that. two to three to sometimes four weeks because life. they want the big numbers because those get big ratings. And so then us at home, we're looking at this reality show going, they lost 20 pounds in a week. No, they lost 20 pounds in three and a half weeks. That was just the next way. And their full-time job was to lose weight. Yes, but it was true. still three and a half weeks, even if it was yeah. their full-time job. Yeah. We have this miss. Yeah. And that's reality TV. And we do that with also social media. Mm-hmm. We do that with all this stuff. And tell them about your reel. Because well, I thought that was so brilliant. Well, you can, because I feel weird talking about my own. Okay. Talk about her brilliance. <laughs> Be her cheerleader. <laughs> um, she put out a reel, which I love because it was all... and. She has beautiful reels. You should follow her. Uh, <laughs> I did. I've seen the reel, but keep going. <laughs> tell me, tell me. What I love is it showed all the progress that we made in this last year. And she even said- Not just, just on one, not just the on the one project. Just on the one project, which isn't that much for the normal DIY. And she even put uh, hashtag not an influencer. Yeah, um, I saw that. I thought that was great. I was like, I'm going to start using that. Thing of, it, it design takes a long time and that's okay. You don't- you might experiment with paint colors. Um, I actually have in my book a whole thing called uh, digging up the rocks or painting over the walls. And like the whole idea that we once we were doing our patio, we put all these rocks in and afterwards we went, we hate it. Yeah. So we dug them all back up and had to find, we had to find, but it's not like that day we went and found ones and let them, no, it took us like how many weeks to, to few, do all this? Yeah. A few weeks to finally dig them all back up finally find the right rocks, finally put down the rocks, 
Um, and now we even have the problem that the, they're loose rocks that we haven't put the solidifier on. And so we're daily sweeping the rocks and they're driving us nuts. Um, <laughs> and that it's okay that it takes a while. Yeah. Well, and it was the whole, I, and I don't know, a lot of friends and family follow me. I don't have a huge massive following, but I know that there are some people out there that I don't know who follow me. And the people that I follow on Instagram regularly, I follow a lot of designers and I follow a lot of DIYers too. And so they're, and many of them are paid to do what they do and they're still normal people, but it is their job. And they've got skills that I don't have. And they don't have a three-year-old that they're chasing. Well, some of them do, but they have childcare. Or grandma comes three days a week so mm-hmm. that they can work on it. I mean, and yes. that's not always true, but whatever it is, no. they're whipping these projects out. Well, and they're they're showing up every day on their stories and doing it every day. And I love that concept. And if, and But I don't always have that kind of drive, like, Mm-mm. or time, or motivation or you know or it's okay to sit with your finances it's okay to sit with your husband on the couch at the end of the day and not work on the project and just watch tv and try to recuperate from taking care of kids (laughs) three-year-old wants me to come play with him or or which is more important than our hallway so much more important um i i love interiors and i love how sitting in a space makes me feel so I'm always reminded of what I haven't finished because I'm like oh but I need to work on that oh that's not done and so I'm I'm an uneducated art critic of my own like space (laughs) in a sense right Mm -hmm. but um so there's a part of me that like so wants to move forward partially just because that's the creative process in me like wanting to get all this out but also just knowing that it's not realistic like I don't have the budget to do all the things that I want to do. I don't have the time and it's going to take time and it can be a slow process. And one day I might fire out all kinds of stuff and I might get something done in, in a, a week because we have the time or I've got the creative juices or whatever. Um, writing is like that. I hear painters are like that. You know, any anybody, you know, that whole getting in the zone thing where you have seasons that are high and you you flow and you get it done and there's these dry times and um i'm i'm learning i'm trying to teach myself to enjoy the process because i think i i get the pressure from seeing what's on here and i think oh i gotta fire it out and i and i love what i see and i'm inspired by what i see so there's a part of me the good part of all of that is i feel inspired and i feel like hey i can do it too but then when you try to like put the paint roller on the wall or you do this and you go it's not as easy as it looks um or even we're planting our backyard right now and we don't don't know two things about plants we don't know two things about plants much less we don't have the budget to buy the full-grown bushes we have the budget to buy the sprouts yeah it's like these will grow $20 plant not the $200 exactly exactly. and that's okay to let it mature over time and watch it mature over time yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a really good, that, that's good. That's, that's an good. analogy for something else, right? Yes. Oh man. We can make like 15 episodes out of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. so I, I think that was all over the map. I don't know if that answered your question it's directly good, or not, but it's sort of, um, cool. yeah, it's, it's a very kind of messy process of always wanting to be, and checking on myself, recognizing that since I sit here and watch social media and watch all of these beautiful spaces pop up or watch whatever, um, you can easily get sucked into that. Oh, well, that's what this person's doing. And a lot of the people that I follow are Christians too. And so I love how they're going about it. 
oh, but that's how this person's doing. That's what it looks like. That's what I need to do to be successful. Not necessarily, and I, and in the moment, I don't even think I'm like misaligning my value, but it's just, we all do that. We all um, yeah. try to put ourselves on where we're going to, where we're going to thrive the most, how we're yeah. going to succeed the most, where the value is. Um, but again, and I know I'm preaching an old story here, but that's, that's not where our value is. Yeah. And um it's not defined by the world around us. Yeah. And I have to like, even as a, as a 38 year old adult who I've, I've counseled teenagers and, and done all kinds of like things and trying to impart wisdom to my own kids or whatever, I have to remind myself of the same thing. My value is not here. Um, that's not what's going to make me worthy. Um, what I love that success, what I love to get my house done and have people be amazed for it. Sure. Does that feel good? Sure. Is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily, but, but if I'm placing my worth and value in it, then, then it's, it's off kilter and it's, and I'm going to wind up unsatisfied no matter how well I yes. do. Yes. Um, yes. And I think I'm going to ask, what was that? I want to ask a question real quick of Mary Beth. Um, oh boy. <laughs> because I think this is a good one because I know, I don't know. Um, the hardest thing I think when we took this plunge, um, to, for me to go speaking and magicifying, whatever you call it, <laughs> is I travel Hashtag a lot. Magicifying. Magicifying. Yes. Um, I travel a lot and she is amazing to me and she probably doesn't see herself this way, uh, because we don't ever do that. She can balance a husband sometimes being gone for a week at a time. Sometimes I like in July this year, I am home 11 days. I'm not looking forward to that month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> takes care of three children, a dog and does it like, she's a rock star uh, while she's uh, redesigning the house in the backyard and hand lettering. Well, I usually and, don't do any of that during that. But no, when you're how gone. do you find balance in that? Like that's a, I, I think. I don't know. I, I, I mean, to be very candid, there's times when I'm totally skating through those seasons. I'm like, okay, we're throwing the frozen chicken nuggets in the oven and we're sitting on the couch tonight or I'm ordering pizza. And um, then there's other times when I've got to drive them to all their things. And um, I'm, I may, maybe this is why I, I love interiors. I'm a homebody. I'm very comfortable just sitting at home. That's part of why I love being a mom. And I, my favorite phases of, of parenthood were when they were little and at home. Yeah. You know, I, I love that we have a little three-year-old right now that I can be that mom too. Um, yeah. I love my kids now. And actually I'm also thoroughly enjoying my teenager yeah. more than I expected. Yeah. And I think it's because I've been volunteering with youth ministry since I was in college. Um, but um, I, it's not always a good balance. It's I think that's just a, it. It's yeah. not balance. A balance is yeah. a myth. It's yeah, not balance. Balance is really weird in a lot of ways because we think it's yeah. It's never supposed to be balanced, right? No. Like our home life and our work life and our God life should never all be level. Ever, that's right. That's very I mean, yeah. it's more of a swing. <laughs> you know, and God should always and sometimes be, a teeter totter. Yeah, a teeter totter. God should always be at the top. But I think that there are times when okay, in this season, I have the drive the motivation the time the peace of mind to work on these creative projects and i'm going to hit it hard and mm -hmm. then a season comes where hey he's traveling i have no family at home i've got to do this my kid's sick or this kid is really needing a little bit more attention so i'm going to swing the other way and the creative stuff's going to go to the side and my energy's going to go here and i think we have to be okay 
with that swing. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and not think that balance balance me. I think when we say balance, we should be meaning that everything is as it should be and not mm-hmm. that everything is equal. Mm, that like makes that. sense. Yeah, because, for sure. Yeah. I just made that up. I'm going to write a book. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> at least write that down. <laughs> yeah, really though. I think we need to let go of the idea that everything should be all equal all the time and yeah. all productive and in you're all getting areas. equal energy to all the things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think Completely. it's more about balancing where life needs to be at the time to stay walking with the Lord right. the proper way. Well, and I, and I think that too, I remember being asked this when I was a new mom as well, but just that, how do you keep, keep, you know, your relationship with God when you've got all these different things. And, and I would love to say that I spend a half an hour every day in the word or that, you know, we, we, commune with believers on a regular basis or, or whatever that looks like in your mind, as far as what's a healthy walk with God. But, um, I, it, I, again, even that I can't always pull, but I think there's a difference in where's my, where's my mind with God in these seasons? I'm, am I kind of attempting to maintain communion with him, even if I'm, you know, potty training my three-year-old or, or talking my daughter through some girl drama or helping my, my son with homework. Like, um, am, if I'm just tired and, and vegging out and zoning out, watching TV on the couch, like, um, where's my spirit at? Where's my mindset with Christ? I, I mean, I kind of always try to keep him like the, like then, <laughs> to use an old kids concept, like the imaginary friend that I have like to talk to about something like, and, and that's something that I, I took on when I was young. Like when my, when my faith was being kind of discovered in that, like uh, if you, it sounds like you grew up in the church too. And so I don't know if this is true for you, but my faith came alive when I was a teenager. Um, and that was when I really got passionate about God. And, and it started there where I started recognizing that I could talk with God at all times, anytime about anything, um, in my head out loud, whatever. And I think that started a habit of him just kind of always being this, like this, this person to lean on in the times when, and that, and that's been so helpful in the seasons as I've become an adult, when it's not something I can just, yes, you know, zone out and, and be with God. It's, it's, he's there all the time and we're together. And it's, I mean, actually we talked about this marriage is like that, that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have the time to sit down and be right here and right here. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's how do we stay loving and encouraging and, and connected cheering each other on when we're, you know, doing all the things. (laughs) So Absolutely. Yeah. You go to the grocery store. I'll, I'll take this person to this thing. I'll do this. The dog needs to go to the vet. I need to, oh, and uh, let's also have a date night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Yeah. But I think Absolutely. it's those intentional moments of he's, he's great because he's a complimenter and he's an encourager. Yeah. And so he's always like, do you know, you're doing such a good job. Like, you know, just like halfway through the day or, or wow, look at how you did that. Or uh-huh. dang, you look good. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so like, but those, it's all those little moments of us, like yeah. that's connecting, even if we're not sitting down and having the date night. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same with, with God. And it's the same with, with whether we're balancing all of these things that we want to like keep balance mm-hmm. that really, that's not realistic. Like that's the one thing that I think if I can kind of keep God sort of ebbing and flowing through yeah. in my mind, you know, kind of that, uh, pray without ceasing concept. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why I call this podcast, the intertwined life, right? Yeah. Because our walk with the Lord in our everyday life should be seamlessly intertwined Yeah. and just totally inseparable. And when that's our walk, even when it's a season where we literally, I mean, I talk about when Holden was little and Michaela was two and Holden was a baby and he screamed all the time. And my God time was reading a scripture and throwing up a help me Jesus prayer as I made my coffee, you know, it was like, <laughs> but I stayed connected, you know, and then you yeah. go through seasons where now I can sit for an hour in the morning, you know, it's, yeah. it ebbs and flows, but like you said, you never lose the connection. You never yeah. stop checking and you never stay connected. You know, I've never stopped being connected. And yeah. so that's, that's the power. It's the prioritizing of you know, yeah. the, the most important thing. And, and I heard yeah. Joyce Meyer say once people ask her all the time, how do you keep your priorities straight? And she said, I don't, I'm always straightening them out. And I love that right? because I could say, I, I don't even always keep that connection. And then I realized that I'm not, and I'm like, well, let's kind of get back into a flow. Like, you know, but it's, it's yeah, course that's perfect. Yeah. I'm always straightening it out. So good. I good grief. I think we could talk all day guys. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for doing this. This is so good. Yes. It ended up being like a three-part session. Enjoy three hours of us hanging out. Um, okay, so I will end it this way. I always end by asking people, do you have, and you can each answer this separately or together, but do you have a life verse or a verse that's really bringing you life right now? Do you have something to say? I already said mine. Yeah, the, we'll the Matthew 19, 26. Uh, honestly, over and over god this is impossible with me so but with you it's it's and nothing's impossible prove it uh because often it's okay god i don't get this i don't get this i don't get this is impossible with me so show yourself that but with god it is possible yeah yeah um it's funny because when when i saw that question on your list i thought well, I thought, well, that's a pretty like typical question, like in one sense to wrap up an interview like this. So that's, I, I'm not surprised by that. Um, and then I thought, I haven't thought about my life verse probably much in a long time. Like the life verse, again, like when my spiritual life was kind of taking off, it was when I was a teenager, you know, and, and you kind of feel like you got to pick those things. I got to find my life first. Yeah. Da, da, da. You know, whatever. What's but, your word of the year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. But Put it on a key. so I went, I went back to it and I, and I read it and I'd actually been reminded of this passage just very recently. And it's funny because I, I just hadn't really thought about it in a while. And so, um, I remember finding this verse somewhere when I was in high school and it just, uh, hit me like a lightning bolt and so I've kind of always kept it with me um acts 2024 however I consider my life worth nothing to me my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace um I carried that with me a lot when we were uh, en route to France and when we were in France and we saw that our, our purpose was to to reach um post-religious people in Europe yeah. um, and, and it feels like a good missionary verse it feels like uh, in, in that sense but it's still applicable even when I'm at home with my kids and yeah, yeah um, totally. attempting to just kind of do some some creative things that can help kind of give me some self-fulfillment and bring me joy um, but that in that like that whole thing of I don't find my value in these things like that's not where my value lives um my life is worth nothing to me if 
because my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me um, of testifying to the goodness of God's grace. Mm. And the good news of God's grace is an anthem that kind of canopy over everything we do. Um, And that filters in, that's not just like Jesus died and saved you from your sins. That's like, are you gracious when, when you get in a tiff with your, with your friend at school and you have to figure out how to work out this situation, you know, charity, like, like grace is going to matter more than justice. Are you, um, how are you going to treat this situation when you're so frustrated with your kids and, and you've had to tell them to get ready for bed for the 10th time. And this shouldn't be news to you because you, I tell you this every night, but like, (laughs) how do I, how do I, what's the good news of God's grace in that? What's the good news of God's grace when I'm frustrated that I still haven't finished this creative project and I still have eight more in the back of my head that I haven't started. And, um, I, I, I want things to be just this way, but it's not, what is good? God's good, good grace look in that way and and it can shift your perspective so much so I love it it can take a lot of pressure off too right it's like oh that's my calling all these other things are fun and exciting and awesome but this is the focus and yes and that and that puts a beautiful color on all of those things that he that that you are trying to pursue maybe maybe because you you know for me, I keep coming back to my creative projects and then my being a mom and, and wife and kind of, cause that's where I'm living right now. Five years from now, it might look different. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that can make it feel richer and better and less pressure. And I think it can free you to do other, other things that he might also call you to do. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I have, yeah. John Michael is really a, quite the cheerleader and he is so crazy about you. Like the first <laughs> time we talked about setting up an interview for the podcast, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really that cool. You should talk to my wife. <laughs> and I'm well, so glad he did. I'm so glad he did. I'm oh so man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm lucky. I know that. Um, he's, he's an amazing person to have, um, at my side. So I think you're pretty amazing too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So um, let me see here. Do you have, and this may, we've kind of woven this theme throughout the whole thing already, but do you have like a simple or practical tip for intertwining, how listeners can intertwine in their family or in their everyday life, their walk with the Lord in their everyday life? It could be a simple little tip, something you do to keep the word fresh and around you or anything. Does that question make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to think of a good kind of, uh, concise, uh, concise answer for <laughs> that. I mean, some of it in many ways, you've kind of, I've kind of already said, yeah. um, again, I mean, I just, yeah, it all just echo what I said before, but I just think that kind of process of speaking out to God at any given moment, um, keeping in communion with him, um, in community with him, you know, praying as I drop off my kids from school, that, that he'd be with them. And that I often, when I wake up in the morning and I'm exhausted and I don't want to roll over and turn on my light, I, it's, I, it's a habit of mine to say, okay, God, help me, help me with this day. Help me wake up, help me get through this. 
help me whatever fill in the blank but it's it's often kind of some uh, a script that I have with myself whenever I roll over and wake up because I think I know that I can't always like start the day with with reading the word or whatever but if I start the day with he's the first person I say hello to it kind of reminds me of it kind of keeps that like like I said that person that I'm always talking to um whenever anything's going on yeah. so um I like that setting the tone for your whole day like yeah, your first it's a very little, and that is, it's a very little thing, but it's a touch. Hi, God. Mm-hmm. Thanks for today. Help me now. Like, yeah. help me get through, help me fill in the blank. Like, and I, I, I don't know when I started doing that, but I probably do it the majority of mornings when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't even always think about it. It's just sort of, uh, sort of a, a natural thing, but it's a little thing that then I think it does set the tone. Yeah. It so instantly plugged into your, your life source, you know? And yeah. You, I like yeah. that. Um, John Michael, I was asking her about the, uh, how to intertwine our lives, you know, like tips for intertwining our walks of the Lord in our everyday life. And I pulled another quote of yours. <laughs> <laughs> and this may be from that same article from forever ago. Um, but it, to me, it, it was just beautiful. It says, my goal is simply to be a tool that God can use to spread his incredible gospel. If my illusions earn me their right to be heard, awesome. But it's the heart of God that I want people to truly walk away remembering. Yeah. I think yeah, that's good. I think she's right. <laughs> like, wow, I say that all his good ideas came from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, after I do a show or after I speak at a retreat or whatever, I could it if people forget that my name is John Michael Hinton and they just remember, I don't know, some guy with weird hair or cool hair or whatever was there and he did some tricks or he, he spoke some things, but if they can remember who God is, or even in a non-Christian setting, cause I do a lot of corporate stuff as well, yeah. where I'm not allowed to talk about God, mm. but if they at least can feel the love of God in me and they can feel the positivity, the joy that comes yeah. from God in me, and they can remember that, that heart of God, then you know, I I'm succeeding. That's, that's the point. That's not, I mean, I, it's not about John Michael Hinton's kingdom. It's not about John Michael Hinton's kingdom. It's not about, you know, me it's, it's about how can I bring up his kingdom? How can I further his kingdom? So I actually have a, a buddy, his name's Tim Timmons, um, amazing musician. If you don't know him, uh, you should check him out. He uh, was diagnosed with cancer. I don't know how many years ago and it's, he still has it. It hasn't been cured, but um, in that whole process, something he does now is he wakes up every morning. He puts a red X on his uh, wrist and he says, because it's not my kingdom, it's God's kingdom. And he said, you ever notice anytime you're offended, whose kingdom is probably being threatened. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's not God's kingdom. Also God's big enough to fight his own battles. So he, every day he looks at it, he's like, not my kingdom, not my kingdom. It's not about my kingdom. It's about his kingdom. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is really good. We'll have to link to him for sure. All right, man. Thank you so much. Where can people get their hands on your book? You said Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, yeah. Or you can just go to my website, johnismyfriend.com and say, buy the book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, I love it. Yeah. I love that. John is my friend. I mean, that's just, you know, it's kind of your thing and it's true. Like the instant people meet you, it's like, oh yeah, my friend, John, like totally. <laughs> I love cool. it. I love it. Including you your, cool. including your son who, uh, put uh, like, by the way, if you haven't, can you please put something, he created a soda bottle m- mold of me. I don't know what, it, how do you <laughs> say it? it was the best thing ever. <laughs> it was 
hilarious. I mean, yeah, I'll put a picture in the, in the post for the show notes because yes. Yeah, so he used your book that you allowed him to use six months before the book was even released. So that was an honor. <laughs> and he got to go read the book and use that as his biography, um, book project for class. And then anything that we need to know about you that wasn't in the book, we texted you and you told us, and, you know, yes. um, and so he did a presentation. He wore his John Michael t-shirt and like a, I, um, what do you call it? Blazer over it so he could look yeah. like you. Yeah. And so he had to take a soda bottle or I think we used a milk jug or something, almond milk, whatever. <laughs> and had <laughs> your head, like we had to use a foam ball and create basically a model of you. So That's we got this so awesome. guy and he's got your cards and everything. And it was hilarious, but this- Down to the Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Like he and, had everything. And we put the Mickey Mouse t-shirt on. And the best part I have to say was the orange pipe cleaners for the hair. I mean, that was- <laughs> So good. It was so awesome. so awesome. It made my day. It, it made my month. We just, yeah, no, he showed me that and we were just dying. It was like yeah. the coolest ever. That is totally your new headshot. Like that should be your Instagram picture every year. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. Your new t-shirt. Yeah, we'll have to put that on there, the picture for sure, because that was so good. That will have to be how I publish this episode. Like new episode featuring this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. I come to my shows. So on your website, you have a... I don't have my tour schedule on my website. You have to follow my Instagram for that. Okay, um, perfect. I, we'll connect to that. And yeah, because it's it. so hard. It, things change or get added daily, and it's just easier. I just yeah. post it on That's my social media. And what's what's your handle? Is it at? It's John at John Michael, Michael Hinton. John Michael. Okay, I'll obviously have that all connected in the show notes, and everything will be there. Thank you guys so much for doing this. You're this so was so welcome. fun. This was so fun. Thanks right. for including me with this too. Oh, are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I will catch you in two weeks with some brand new stuff I'm excited to bring to you. I've got a lot of things on my own heart that I want to share. So we'll have a couple like Jenny Preach moment episodes, if you will, and some more great interviews coming your way. And in the meantime, don't forget to get your hands on a copy of Imaginate. And I'm going to give you opportunity to win a free copy of this book between now and October 1st. If you rate and review the Intertwined Life podcast on Apple Podcast, if you text an episode to a friend, if you share an episode to social media, any of that, each time you do something like that, you will be entered. All you have to do is screenshot it and direct message me on Facebook or Instagram, or you can shoot me an email at jenny at jennyzents.com, and I will be sure that you are entered once for every one of those things you do for winning your own copy of Imaginate. So be sure to get those entries in before October 1st. All right, guys, till next time. Hey, friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just, by the magic of the internet, pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? <laughs> but if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together 
for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. Thank you.